0: The best way to sort of describe it because it's a very this one's a bit more conceptual is sort of like how wisdom is created so it's like before wisdom is the yin will that helps grow that helps grow you and grow that sort of wisdom in someone so wisdom just to clarify isn't just knowing lots of stuff and how to deal with stuff it's more of the fact that you can know that something Being okay with like the unknown, so this is a little bit a lot about (laughs) doubt. So deep. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's very deep.
1: Welcome back to the Forever Young Podcast, a Chinese medicine podcast hosted by Chinese medicine graduates. We release episodes every week on a Thursday, and if you're new here, feel free to t- subscribe or follow us to keep up to date with our uploads. I'm Brendan. Not really. I'm Charlene, and I'm joined by Nick.
2: Hey guys, how are we doing? And Tim. Hey yo, how are you?
1: Nervous as anything right now because I had to do that intro. I know B
2: does <laughs> such a good B does such a good job with the intros.
1: I know. Well, so, so should where we is we explain B? what
0: happened to B? <laughs> yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> he had a very good birthday, but sounds of it. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes, it was his birthday yesterday, so happy birthday to B. Um, but he's unable to. The B
2: birthday episode. <laughs> <Yeah>. Without B. <laughs> <laughs>
1: But he is unable to join us this morning. So mm-hmm. we will keep calm and carry on. So this is the next part of our introductory series. And B normally has the episode number, but I am not that and great it at intros. So, yeah. Um, so quick disclaimer, this is our introductory series where we look to help those curious about Chinese medicine or Chinese medicine's fundamentals, um, to give them our perspective and principles on Chinese medicine. And while modern medicine seeks to unveil the mechanisms behind the veil of symptoms, there's still a lot that is left unknown, and that's where TCM can help. So today's topic is kidney Uh, kidney
2: and bladder.
0: Dude, let me just, let me just say, I'm so glad you read my disclaimer that I wrote out because every time I wrote it out, (laughs) B would never read it. He would just like, he would just like, I'm just going to free ball it because I don't like what's written here. Um, Oh, it
1: is a mouthful. Um, I'm sorry. I did skip some words because there's TCM in there like five times and, um, yeah, I got confused a little bit halfway through reading it.
0: It's, it's because we use the word TCM all the time And a lot of our listeners Don't know what TCM stands for Who haven't done Chinese medicine before
1: Yes, that's true But, yeah I, It was nice The modest, modern medicine Availing the symptoms <laughs> <laughs>
0: Thank you Thank you, I appreciate you
2: You should have seen these eyes light up when, oh. you, when you were reading it out yeah, like, oh, She's so going to so actually exciting. read it
0: Oh my god, just I wrote I just didn't
2: read my intro. <laughs> wow. Yes. This on. is my intro.
1: <laughs> it's live right now. Um. It's eb- episode, <laughs> what, six or seven, and the first time we've done the disclaimer.
2: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much.
1: <laughs> so, right. mm-hmm. kidneys. What, what, do we have to give a quick overview of the kidneys? Should we?
2: We probably should. <laughs> um. Yeah, we probably should. What does the kidneys do in Western medicine?
0: So, from my understanding, just like a brief overview is just to know that it does a lot of, like, filtration of the blood and all the fluids, so, like, anything that's yucky or any bad stuff, it normally filters the blood and helps for the production of urine, and it sends it off straight through the... I think it's, what's it called the the ureter and then ureter. it sends it to the the bladder the urinary bladder and then you excrete that as waste
2: yeah pretty much pretty much just works the filtration system for the blood um, yeah that's as deep as deep as I wanted to dive into this, this podcast I don't think we needed much more than that
0: super interesting though from the western med site kidney is Amazing! Like it's so small, but they have this. But th- does so much. It does so much. There's like this crazy, amazing filtration system that they actually like do if you follow the loops and all the hooks and
2: stuff. Mm. Yeah. No, they're they're quite cool. Mm. Um. But that's not what <laughs> we're talking about today. We're talking about all the other cool stuff.
0: Okay. Fair enough.
1: So from um, TCM, traditional Chinese medicine, for those <laughs> who are new here.
0: thank you for explaining that to me because i had no idea
1: um the kidneys are associated with the element of water and their partner young organ is the bladder they are the the weather the temperature is like cold that's associated with them the they're associated associated with the ear and the, our bones, the taste is salty, and the emotion is fear. And water has the the property to be cold and moving downwards, and that's kind of the kidneys' properties as well.
2: Yeah. yeah. Um, what are your you know, first... gives a good...
0: Oh, yeah, sorry.
2: Oh, sorry, I was just going to say it gives a good... Just brief look at sort of how the kidneys, you know, uh, run in in the in the body, uh, Chinese medicine wise. You know, you've got the fire, which is the heart at the top, and you've got the kidneys, which is the water at the bottom. And that relationship is quite important as you learn more about Chinese medicine. Um, and you know, can as we will talk about later, you know, containing the shen and and that relationship, the kidney and heart, fire water relationship. Um, is really cool as well. So, yeah, I just wanted to touch on that aspect of the five elements. Mm-hmm.
0: So what what are your first thoughts when you uh, see the kidney or someone comes in with a kidney problem? What are your first sort of things running through your head in terms of kidneys' functions?
2: Um, uh, well, should we go over like what the kidney functions are? 'Cause there's like three aspects of the kidney. Um you know the kidney yin, the yang and the chi. And that's sort of where you gotta start. So you if you if you're in the kidney ballpark, you gotta identify sort of who's at the plate. Um <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I <don't> like that. <laughs> Thanks. That was straight off the straight off the top. Um Straight so, off the bat. You know, more more than likely. uh <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> We'll just become a baseball base <laughs> podcast. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, you, your most likely su- suspects are going to be the kidney chi and the kidney yin. So they're they're sort of the ones that are damaged the easiest. Shelly, um, do you have a definition of what the kidney chi is or does?
1: Yeah, y- yes. I feel like ish. this is a you question. Um. Well, the kidney. <laughs> <laughs> Calling the kidney chi specifically or how the kidney interacts with the Qi because the kidney is responsible for grasping the Qi so when the lung breathes the air in and then descends it all, the kidney is the root so it grasps the Qi and stores it and if the kidney is not strong enough or and there is a weakness to it then it won't be able to hold that Qi and the airflow it'll flow out quickly and that's when you get Things like shortness of breath and um, that relationship with the lung has a lot to do with those lung issues as well. So if we do see someone who does have lung issues um, and they've had this for a long time, it is important to consider the kidney as well. Is that where you're going with that question? Did that help?
2: Um, <laughs> sort of, <laughs> which I think we did touch on in the lung episode when we did go over how the lung works and how it descends qi um so that descends out to the kidneys which grasps the qi um i don't know where i was going <laughs> with that why, why do you think it's
0: important for the kidney to grasp the qi
2: what do you mean <laughs> <laughs> what's what, what why is it important mhm Good question, mate. <laughs> Good question. <laughs> um, that uh, it's got something to do with the way the chi circulates around the body. Mm-hmm. Um, and when that, have you got an answer? Because if you've got an answer, it would be much better than me trying to stumble through. <laughs> this. Okay,
0: sorry. No, I, it's just more like the what Charlene was saying about like how like you inhale and exhale. It's sort of like the base. It's because um. The kidneys are like considered the root of the chi. So in terms of like, if you have something like an air balloon, for example, the air, the top part of the air balloon would be the lungs. And like the base, the base of it, the basket would be the kidneys where everything sort of sits and resides. And the, the kidney can pull it back down to that sort of, to help you breathe and for respiration. So when you look at patients with like asthma or respiratory problems, and they're having trouble um, exhaling, or their exhalings have have a lot of problem, or absorbing the oxygen, then you look mainly at the kidneys or the lungs, sort of function.
2: Yeah. So, going back to, like, the functions of the kidney and the aspects of the kidney, I did say earlier there's three, but there's actually four, um, I just remembered, <laughs> that because there's also the Jing aspect. Yes, I was going to mention that as well. very important. <laughs> I was like... Um, so yeah, you've got the kidney chi, um the kidney yin, the kidney yang and the kidney jing or the jing. Um and I suppose we'll we'll touch on all of these as the podcast goes on. Um, also the kidney shen. But as shall well. we Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a quite it's quite a complex little organ, well, little pair of organs. Um.
1: So if we move on to the next aspects which is the yang and i think this is associated with the yang chi and the water metabolism do would you would you agree
2: yeah yeah yeah, definitely
1: so the kidney this is all this was always confusing when we were trying to learn it the kidney yang chi is like the fire for the passage for the pot and the burner so it heats up the entire passage Um, which allows water to be metabolized and so in this passage there is the lung and the spleen and the kidney so the three organs in three levels and so the kidney the yang chi is the fire that heats everything up that allows the water to be metabolized and transformed into the good stuff and for the waste to be eliminated and without the kidney yang chi or if the kidney yang qi is weak, then this process doesn't happen properly. And you may get things like edema or water retention. Um, am I missing anything for that part?
2: No, I think that's pretty much it. Um, yeah. Yeah. As well as, and we touched on this in the spleen, um, section, um, that young qi helps circulate the blood, the heat as well in the body. Um, you know comes together with that spleen young chi and provides that fire under the pot type of aspect um, so yeah if there's if there's like insufficient qi, um your it won't be able to reach the limbs or if the young chi is damaged it's uh, there's a there's a saying <laughs> Not having a good morning. It's been <laughs> <Okay>. a while. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Takes like one week off. Yeah. So already like time for the holidays. I know,
2: I know. Hope she's missed me in my <laughs> stumbling through answers.
0: <laughs> Red as a tomato, I love it. Aww.
1: But love if it. if young qi is def- kidney young qi is deficient, then you tend to get cold. All over the body whereas if spleen yang qi is deficient you tend to get cold more in the limbs because the spleen is responsible for the circulation or for like reaching the exterior and it governs the limbs so you can kind of distinguish which aspect of the yang qi is dysfunctioned and like by differentiating the symptoms that you see in the patient's
0: yeah. I, I sort of see it as like the kidneys being like your thermometer in your body. If you if your kidney young is too high, then you tend to run hot a lot of the a lot of the time. If you're overall the nature of you and if you run really cold, that normally means that like you normally have a lot of yin or your young's deficient. Your kidney youngs deficient. Just your temperatures down. Yeah, that's it. Hmm.
2: So segueing into the yin aspect of the kidneys, um, and this is sort of probably someone, I would probably say the, the more important aspect, because you see this, you see kidney yin deficiency more often, um, and that is because sort of as age goes on, like as you get older, your kidney yin naturally declines, um, and that's what sort of starts menopause and those sorts of things. Um have uh, we got a definition of what like kidney yin is in the body?
1: So, the kidney yin encompasses the blood and the essence side of the kidney. So, yeah, that's how I understand it. Do you guys have another one before <laughs> I jump into this, like, massive spiel about essence and kidneys and development? Because that is a whole nother thing
0: yeah exactly i feel like we should touch on that first before we move on to kidney yin and kidney gene because it's important to know that the kidneys is like that sort of like it is in charge of like birth development maturation so like throughout your whole timeline of your whole life normally the the kidneys are responsible for that development so let's say you're going through puberty or you're going through like menopause or you're entering like different stages in your life that um charlene can cover later on when we talk about the different stages and different like milestones i guess physically uh the kidneys is often responsible for giving you that sort of timeline for how your body's going to develop and how it's going to grow and that's really important when we talk about different stuff like kidney yin kidney jing kidney yang because they they're all going to affect how you develop as a human as well. So
2: yeah, because just as you know, we were talking about with the spleen, that's the, like the that's the does most of the like the postnatal chi mm-hmm. or postnatal essence that you get after birth, um that you get from food and water and general sustenance. The kidneys responsible for that prenatal. That's the stuff that comes from your mum and dad. Exactly. Um and just as about charlene's just about to chat about you know that's that's the prenatal essence is what forms all this kidney yin and yang and that's why it does slowly decline as, as age goes on mm-hmm. so please charlene take it away
0: take it away
1: <laughs> all righty um so the essence that we're talking about in chinese medicine is also referred to as jing which we mentioned previously so to avoid any confusion I think we use those terms quite interchangeably, so if yeah, if you hear one over the other, don't get confused. They're essentially the same thing that we're talking about today. So that prenatal essence is derived from your parents, and when the couple is trying to have a baby, um, to produce a healthy baby, both their kidney genes and their essence needs to be healthy um, for this baby. And then in utero, the kidney essence the jing helps the baby to develop and then once the baby is born as we were saying previously that spleen is um, responsible for helping the baby to grow and become strong in development um, wise and so the functions of the jing is to promote the growth and development of some aspects of the body but also it's responsible for the reproductive maturity of a person so, there's a substance called Tian Kui, which you can think of as, I guess, the reproductive hormones. So, it allows the males and females to reach puberty and to have that reproductive capacity. And it's a little bit different in males and females. And you guys can stop me and jump in at any time, otherwise I'll just be talking and talking. But... Um, so in the tiangui in females goes through a seven year cycle so at seven years of age their permanent teeth develop and then at 14 years of age the tiangui is kind of like rising so then their menstruation starts the chong and ren start to fill up and it's still rising now to 21 to about 35 years old um this is the peak period of development and it's the best time for female fertility. After 35 years old, the tiangui starts to decline. Um, as Nick was saying, the yin naturally declines and then eventually the period stops at around 49 years old. And for females, mostly the reproductive capacity will stop. In some, You do see cases where the... You're making a face.
0: <laughs> no, keep going. Sorry. It's okay. just a bit laggy from my side. Oh,
1: okay. So in some cases, you do see people um, being fertile past 49 years old, and that is because they have an abundance of the Tian kui, or they've looked after their body well and they still have that reproductive capacity. So in males, it's an eight-year cycle. So at eight years of age, they start developing their permanent teeth And then their peak period of fertility is from 24 to 40 years old. And generally, male fertility stops around 56 years old. But as I said before, um, if you've looked after your tenkui and you live a very Taoist life and look after yourself, then it may continue up until you're like 90. Who knows? Um, So that is... A quick crash course of Tian and how the kidneys help with development and reproduction. Reproduction?
2: If you live your life like Mick Jagger and <laughs> have a Tian until you're like a billion years old. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: hey, you ain't got the moves like Mick Jagger, all right?
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm sure he's got the moves, mate. <laughs>
0: but yeah, I, like I think it's important to say like male fertility still continues but it she's charlie's more talking about like how likely you are to get someone like intent like pregnant like your sperm quality yeah. declines from that yeah of
2: course of course um yeah you can think of this as sort of like you know the rising and falling of the day type of thing exactly um, you know yeah as your baby it slowly slowly creeps up and then sort of you know, during that that peak period of twenty one to thirty five, you know, it's sort of like midday. The sun's, you know, right in the middle of the sky. And then that slowly just declines naturally. Um so it's not it's not a bad thing that this declines. not. Um, and closer. you know as practitioners, you know, we can sort of treat the, the symptoms associated around that decline and make it a bit smoother. Yeah. Um so it's not sort of a crash course. and you just, you know, gently glide down. Um but it's not a, it's not a bad thing. It's no. a natural thing.
0: Exactly, but and it's it's all part of life. That so it's bound to happen, and the kidneys <coughs> are there to help dictate that sort of transition. It can either be yeah, smooth, or it can like it. stop you right at thirty-five, and stop you right at midday. Yeah, that's right.
2: That's right. Um, you know, and everybody's different as well. So just because one person sort of maybe starts menopause at fifty-one. Um, where that decline has sort of begun. Um, Another person might start that, you know, a lot earlier at 35 or 40. Um, And that's sort of just depending on your body and all the other aspects in life. Um, That doesn't make anything wrong with them at all. That's just everybody's different.
0: Exactly, exactly. And that's actually very interesting now that you mention it because... This can make a smooth transition into talking about the will or the shen of the kidney, which uh, the spirit of the kidney, because people who have weak kidneys or a weak spirited um, will will often not be able to accept transitioning into like the later stages of life and they'll start having existential crises a lot earlier or throughout their whole life. Just to be like, I can't live, I'm gonna die, and because they can't sort of grasp that knowledge of accepting
2: the that there's death. Which is interesting because the, <laughs> you know, as Charlene said at the very start of the podcast, that uh, that the emotion associated with the kidneys is fear. You know, it's that, it's that fear exactly. of change, um, mm-hmm. the fear of getting old, the fear of time.
0: Yes. Um, and I if it's okay with you guys, I'd like to like move into like that sort of <coughs> spirit of will.
2: Yeah, yeah, go, go. So I'm very excited. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, there is actually two parts of the will, or the spirit, of the kidney, which is the zi. There's the yin aspect of the will, and there's the yang aspect of the will. Just like how both yin and yang kidneys play a different aspect in their own individual roles, they also play an individual role in the spirit. So, the yang will is more, or more the superficial layer of the spirit, so it it normally dictates having that action and commitment to for someone to take responsibility of their own life. So having that fire, just like how young is like heat and action and movement. People, the will is the young will is there to motivate you and to keep you like disciplined and grounded to take responsibility, so you can move forward in life. So it's like stuff like going through school, learning. And then, like, getting yourself a career and a job and being okay with, like, going forwards with that is that sort of, like, is the young will. So if you have a weak, abs- or, weak or absent young will, you normally are, are very passive in life. You don't really have that sort of push or fire in your life to, like, move forward, to, like, do different stuff or do anything at all, really.
2: Yeah, you can sort of think of it as, like, a movement will. Um, You know, you think of yang as, like, the heat and the sun and the movement. Um, So you can think of that that aspect of, like, being able to move and transition between
0: uh, Yes, Yes. So it's very different to the yin will. So having a weak or no yang will is different to having a yin will. So, like I was talking about before, no yang will means that you're very passive and you don't have any assertiveness assertiveness but the yin will is on a much deeper level so the best way to sort of describe it because it's a very this one's a bit more conceptual is sort of like how wisdom is created so it's like before wisdom there's the yin will that helps grow that helps grow you and grow that sort of wisdom in someone so wisdom just to clarify isn't just knowing lots of stuff and how to deal with stuff it's more of the fact that you can know that some things aren't always known and being okay with, like, the unknown. So this is still what we do with a lot of our <laughs> doubt. so deep. Yeah, exactly. It's very deep. And it's, like, being okay with the fact that knowing being and being okay that some things are unknown and recognizing that sometimes stuff in life is just unknown. So it's sort of like going through your life. And then looking back and being like, look at all this stuff that I know and looking at all the stuff that I don't know. And I'm like, okay, that's, that's fine. Like, being okay with that and being tranquil is sort of that yin wheel. Um, a lack in having a yin wheel is like that what I was talking about before where you can't accept the fact that you're entering a new stage, you have existential anxiety all the time, um, especially... So this is commonly seen in a lot of the older, older population where people are nearing the end of their life and they can't accept that fact. So, with their kidney declines, and that's why their yin will will also decline for some people, and that's why they get really terrified of dying. Yeah, that's 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 the best way to describe yin will.
2: Any questions? Yeah, you can think of these two things. You can think of these two things as like the movement and the stillness. You know. Um, that young will is is the movement between the phases and the movement between thinking and you know that type of that type of movement, and then the yin the yin aspect is the stillness is the reflection is the um that like deep in thought process that you know makes you able to accept sort of where you are and where you 're going um mm-hmm. and where you 've been you know what I mean
0: yes. And I, I think this is important to n- know that Yin-will and lack of Yin-will and Yang-will and lack of Yang-will they they're four different concepts where one is the absence of something and one uh, is the opposite of something. So like understanding that is like super hard for me to wrap my head around. But the best way I could think about it in an analogy is like you have fire and water, which is different, which is opposites to each other. One is no fire, so there's nothing there. And one is no water, which is nothing there.
1: So what would you see in a lack of yin will for a young person? Because you said it's more likely to occur in old people. Mm-hmm. But would you see it in young people? If And like, what kind of things would you see?
0: Yes. So if you have like a disturbance of the yin will you would in young people you typically see them trying to be wise like they they're too ahead of their time where they're like ah yes back in my days it's like you're 20 there's, you don't have that many days to reflect upon there's no there's no need for you to like sit down me and... <laughs> yeah exactly um or like people like not being their age if that makes sense like not acting their age where it's to the point where people will be like ah Kids nowadays just all this could be contrasted with like old people acting like they're eight as well so it's like you have old people like acting like their children again that's normally due to like a disturbance mm,
1: interesting so how mm-hmm. do you how do you distinguish between someone who is mature that is like yeah that is just mature above their age Yes, then if they have this um yin yin will disturbance disturbance, yeah, because I've so... been told that I appear mm-hmm. like more mature than my age, but also it goes the other way as well, some people think I'm really immature from my age, but how do you distinguish from that like or is that just a disturbance of the will, the yin will
0: yes, um. That's an interesting question because I'm not sure if personality gets talked about in Chinese med or not that I know of at least like sometimes people act like this uncontrollably like it's not just part of their personality it's part of who they are if that makes sense like it's like a something that can get re- it's like a, it's not like a disease but it's sort of like an illness that can be cured where it's just like this guy just all of a sudden starts thinking like he's an old man is like, 12 years old. It's, like, this is, like, out of the blue. This is very new. This is, I'm, un- like... He's gone through puberty, and for some reason, he's acting like he's 80. You mm. know what I mean? Like so
1: this it's is more, like, pathological, like... Exactly. Than just, like, a... Than a slight See, change. See, I
2: was gonna... Th- huh? I was gonna say it's... what's the other way, where it's, like, some people, you know, tend more towards, like... One or the other, um, in terms of like being able to sort of act their age and accept sort of where they are and or like not really accept their age and not accept that phase of life that they're in. Um, and same with like the young, the young act asp- aspect. It's like some people, some people move, you know, and can accept that change a lot. Um, where some people really are just more passive. And you know, it's like sort of the introvert extrovert thing. And you, in my point of view, you can't really treat that. You know, you sort of got to treat upon how the person is.
0: No, you're you're right, and, and you're not going to
2: like train change somebody into, like, say, if they're if it appears that that the young will is deficient, so or that disturbed, so that they're more of that passive person and sort of can't really move between phases of life and stuff like that um that's just the type of person they are and you sort of just got to you know tend their own flower type of thing
0: yes so i think it's i think you're absolutely right in that aspect but uh i'm talking more about like if this person has no direction to life not that their baseline is sort of like um like less like they're less likely like they move at a slower pace towards to someone who's like who usually is like very career driven and then all of a sudden they hit like they're like now nah, screw this i don't i don't really like my career i'm at a dead end job and then they have that sort of existential crisis that's sort of when you would look to try and treat that so yeah i think
2: mm-hmm. i another as, another thought of that is that you know you can sort of think of this as like a straight line and that that's where that person normally is but there's, there's fluctuations and dips and rises in that line. Um, you know, sort of just like the sound waves on our audacity here. And you sort of want to bring that person as close back to their line as possible. Whether that line naturally sits sort of above the young or below the young. Um, you sort of just want to bring them back to their normal.
0: Exactly. And,
2: you know, yeah. I think, you know, coming back to sort of clinically... This this also comes back to like just about everything. Um, you know, when you're talking to a patient about energy or stress or pain levels or sleep, you know, you sort of ask them what it, what's happening now mm-hmm. and where do they sit normally? Where do they you know where do they think they should be? Um, you know, if if somebody says that their energy levels are at a two to three, but they normally sit at about a seven to eight, well, you know, in the back of my mind. I'm not trying to bring their energy up to a 10. You know, I, I don't want them acting like an, a kid with ADHD. I sort of want them just to be their normal self. Exactly. You know, their 7 is a their 7 is their 10 sort of thing, you know what I mean? Yes. And yes. I think that that relates back to this as well where um you know, with the yin yin will or yang will, mm-hmm. it's it's their normal. Um, exactly. And just sort of finding where that normal is and just bringing them back to the centre.
1: Yes, I completely
0: agree. Did you want to say Random
1: something? train of thought, but this is a really interesting topic considering the time that we are in and during this pandemic and I'm just like thinking of all these people that I've met or like seen memes about on the internet and I'm just like, oh my gosh, their yang or yin will is not in... yeah. It's just really interesting. No, Sorry, no that that train of thought is completely different. No, you're <laughs> absolutely right.
0: Yeah, well,
2: you know, this this pandemic, and especially, you know, right now in Melbourne, um, going through, like, stage four lockdowns and, and, you know, harsh restrictions to try and get it under control is, well, for me, and, you know, as most people should see it, is a good time to reflect and sort of a good time to think about sort of you know, if you've got business plans or if you've got any, you know, practice plans, um, sort of stop and think about sort of where you've come from and where you're going um, because most people are stuck, you know, where you're literally forced to stop um, and, you know, it's it's unfortunate in, you know, most cases um, but it, it symbolizes a good, a good time to sort of stop and reflect and see where you're going um, and you can sort of work out some of those ex- ex- other kinks that you've had sort of maybe niggling on for quite a long time because you just either haven't had the time to work on it or just can't be bothered or whatever. But, you know, now you've got the next five weeks to sort of work that out and do it at your sort of own pace because you've, you've got a lot less pressure,
1: yeah. which is good. And, and as much as this lockdown does suck – the timing kind of fits well with Chinese medicine because this lockdown kind of ends when we enter spring and spring is, I guess, a time for rebirth and to kind of where nature grows again. So when we come out of this lockdown, after having all done our winter reflection, we can kind of start again and just be reborn and regrow. And I think that would be an exciting time because we are following the natural cycle of the earth as well.
2: Yeah, that's it. You know, come back into your kidneys during this time and sort of relax um, and nourish them, and sort of s- consolidate that and get everything back in order. Um, I just wanted to mention as well, going back. Um, you know, we were talking about how yin naturally declines and how chi is chi is you know one of the more more obvious culprits uh, when we're when we're treating. Kidney people, um, you know, when we're talking about kidney deficiency, we're normally talking about that kidney chi and kidney yin deficiencies. Um, a kidney essence deficiency and damaging your kidney essence does happen, but it's a it takes time. Um, you know, this is this is sort of maybe one of the more rare, um, rare conditions that we treat and. You know, you often see people that may not understand um, how how these things manifest and how these things sort of take place in the body, um, and they're quick to quick to associate. Oh, I've got kidney essence dis- deficiency, and you know, you sort of going to take that back, and it's like, well, you more than likely don't have an essence deficiency. You might, you, you know, you might have started with a little bit less, um, and that's sort of a congenital thing. To damage that kidney essence does take a long time. Um so I, yeah, sort of just wanted to touch on that. Um and you know, it is consumed through sexual functions, um and you know, in males there's there's some stupid formula that that says how much essence oh, you, yeah. you lose during ejaculation and the oh. same as the females as well. <laughs> I want to know about um,
0: this. This is interesting. <laughs>
2: i I don't know the formula but but all I know is that there is a formula. during ejaculation <laughs> you lo- you lose a certain part of essence a certain part of chi mm. and a certain part of yin. something else yeah. blo- no it's not blood yin yeah whatever um but it does take a long time for that to be actually damaged um and I saw in a thread the other day it was talking about this. Um, and it was talking about like the astringing aspect of herbs, astringing Jing aspect, and it's sort of bringing back thi- things back to the center, rather than tonifying the Jing because that's not really a thing. Um, you sort of, you sort of get um, your sized cup that's full.
0: Yes, and and, and and
2: as time goes on, you know it slowly loses out of that cup, but you can't be putting back, <laughs> you can't be putting more into the cup. You can sort of, you know, help stop these, the flow out of the cup, but you can't be putting into the cup.
0: Yeah, I, I sort of see it as, like, the size of the cup. Just overall gets smaller and smaller as the years go on until you have a very small oh, yeah. capacity for the cup.
2: Yeah, whichever.
0: Um, you know. let, let's move on to quickly the other Keegney functions because I think we're running out of time as well.
2: We are, and we haven't even talked about the bladder. No, and we the haven't. That important, but we don't. no.
0: Um, let's quickly go over the fact that kidney rules the bones and produces the marrows. So, obviously, this is you can sort of see this when you're going through development and like when you're through birth, when you grow muscle, when you grow your bones, um, the marrows obviously help grow the bones itself, like create and grow the bones. So when people have, like, um, let's say osteoporosis, when they start having problems with their bone density, then you can start looking to treat the kidneys as well to sort of help support that decline. Um,
2: yeah, and mm-hmm. I just wanted to also mention on the marrow aspect, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but in encompassing the marrow is also the brain marrow, um, <laughs> and as well as... So the kid. <laughs> So the kidney is also um, directly involved in the development of the brain Yes. and sort of how the brain works. Mm-hmm.
0: Exactly. Um, anything else you'd like to add, Charlene, before I move on to another function of the kidney? No, I'm good. <laughs> okay, awesome. Um, so this the bones include as well teeth, teeth development as, as part of bone. Um, the kidneys also opens the ear and manifests in the hair as well. So for example, um, the older you get, the more likely you get gray hairs to white hairs, that's in that's the decline of the kidney, as they were talking about before, and that shows through the hair of people. So people tend to lose hair or their their hair color changes because of the weakening kidney essence.
2: Doesn't necessarily mean if you're getting grey hairs that your kidney essence is declining.
0: Yes, correct. (laughs) Just because one causes the other doesn't mean the other causes that. So
2: yes, like at the moment our premier has a lot of graying hair, (laughs) but he is going through (laughs) some some very you know very high stress at this time. It's not that his his kidney jing or kidney chi is declining. Yes. Um, I mean, it is naturally, but it's not, he's not going through some rapid change. He's just going through high stress. <laughs> yes.
1: It's like how you see the before and after video, um, after photos of Barack Obama, like before he was in the White House, and then after. Yeah. And his hair is gray. Yeah, that's like, right. gray afterwards, because it's a very high stress job. So there are other factors mm. that influence graying of hair. Yeah.
0: yeah. I, I think as well that, most presidents at that point in <laughs> stage are entering um, that next milestone where their hair st- does start growing. So it's sort of like both high stress, not enough nourishment, and also aging.
2: Yeah, exactly. exactly. All right, next, um, next I think function. that's
0: that's about it for the kidney functions. So just to okay. recap everything. Uh, oh,
2: yeah. I was just going to mention on the ear uh, function. yes. Um, yes the opening to the ear, that's a, um, the kidneys normally responsible for most of the tinnitus or that ringing in the ear. Mm-hmm. Um, you can treat the lower kidney points to sort of help th- with that sort of bring the kidney tree back down. Um, and mm-hmm. that's the way I normally treat tinnitus. Um, yeah. If as long as there's no, as long as there's no physical damage, um, you can use the, the points right next to the ear to open up the ear, um, and then some of those lower kidney points, uh, kidney three or kidney six, you know, kidney two. We ha- we haven't talked about to dementia. start. They wouldn't understand. No, but I'm just saying, okay, you know, yeah. it's that drawing down aspect. Yes, and bringing uh-huh. back to the center mm-hmm. um, is yeah. the point that I wanted to make.
0: Yeah, and even in like the the Neijing or like the fundamental like Chinese med books, they talk about how like the kidneys you're meant your ears meant to listen to like five different tones and your kidney is just meant to harmonize it so you can recognize listen to the tones hence why if you can't do that and it's not harmonized you get what nick was talking about which is tinnitus and stuff like that
2: yeah just to sort of you know recap the whole kidney it's it's Mm -hmm. it's one of those organs that is very important um and it is you know it's the bricks and mortar of the body um, it's, it's what holds, holds everything together. Uh, we don't, we don't hold it in the same sort of respect, you may say, as like the spleen or the liver, in terms of like the spleen. There's some practitioners out there that think that the spleen is sort of the center of the body and that everything else revolves around the spleen. Um, and we don't sort of hold the kidney in the same respect that, that is needed where you know the kidney is is vital um is, is sort of it holds everything together it's the jing it's the yin the yang and chi you know it's the whole it's the whole picture so the kidney is very important to look at clinically um to see if there's any av- aspect of the kidneys that may be playing a part um just fundamentally or you know and you will normally see that as well so
0: from what you were talking about, how I sort of imagine it is like it's like everything underneath the house, the foundation of the house. No one looks at it. everyone just looks at how pretty the house is, but no one goes to the basement and looks at like how everything's holding it up together from the:
2: Nobody wants to go to your basement, right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> just had to throw that in there. Um, so just a quick recap. Um, we've covered the kidneys being able to store the will. It's important for birth develop, maturation and as Charlene mentioned, it was important for reproduction as well through the Ten kue. Um It's important for respiratory, the breathing for the descending function for grasping the Qi. It's also important for, um, ruling over the, the fluids and the water for digestion, as well as opening the ears and manifesting in the hair, and controlling the marrow and the bone. Is there anything else that's a lot. that I missed? Yes, it's a lot. It's a lot.
1: Shall we I think that's it. quickly mention the bladder while we have a few minutes?
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's a good idea.
1: So, the bladder's pretty simple. Stores the wastewater and then releases it at the appropriate time and place, and it relies on kidney chi for this. So that's pretty much about it. Um, would you have anything else yeah, I think, to add?
2: Uh, I think just on that um, appropriate time and place, <laughs> if you are getting some of that incontinence, you're more than likely to well, – you're going to look at the kidneys rather than the bladder. Um, it's, you know, it's again, coming back to kidney functions – it's the kidney's responsibility to help hold that in and make sure you're just sort of not wetting your pants or anything like that. Um, or, you know, even um, going at night time. Um, yeah, so it's, it's the kidney's responsibility. And as you naturally see, you know, as people get older, they, they sort of lose that um, and get some of that incontinence. Start lose control of their bladder function. Um, so, so again, that that just comes on to how the kidneys work.
0: The kidneys literally have the bladder on a leash. If you think about it. <laughs> yeah, that's like right. The ureter leash. <laughs>
2: like, Come on, boys. Come on. <laughs>
0: and yeah. <Pretty> much, um, <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. I think that's pretty much it for the bladder. Um, it doesn't really get talked about that much. Uh, other than the bladder meridian channel um which is you know quite an important aspect in in terms of acupuncture but that's not uh, what we're here for today so no, i think that's just about it
0: that's it nice cup okay. off
1: as always thank you for listening to the forever young podcast don't forget to follow us on social media and if you have any questions join our discussion page
2: um, and, uh, <laughs> I oh was oh also no. just going to mention if you do <laughs> have any questions about the kidneys at all, um, please reach out because I, I, feel like there was there's still lots of unanswered questions. Yeah. So, and as always, we're the Forever Young podcast, and you will hear from us next time.
1: Bye. Bye. Bye.